The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. This is Brandon, and here's my co-captain, Jim. Hello, I'm old and spacious. This, this installment of Old Space Show follows our continued episode-by-episode travelogue through the first season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through the far reaches of space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. And the sideburns and feathered hair still are fabulous in a 70s style. Gorgeous. Today we are talking about the fourth episode, Ring Around the Moon. This episode, Ted Clifford. 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 As a reminder, we are going through the episodes in the fan preferred production order, not broadcast order, as found on the streaming services. I have to say something. For right out of the right out of the gate, I have a problem with this title. At no point, <laughs> ashes, at no ashes. point in this episode is there a ring around the moon. There is a big glowy force field around the moon, but it is not a ring. It, no, it is. It is not a ring. It is. Yeah, it's a. So like I a, already have problems with this episode. Oh man, we're not even done with the title, and I have problems. So yeah, I haven't even told you who wrote it yet. I know, right? You're like, <laughs> like, give me his name. <laughs> I want his head on my desk by tomorrow morning. What is his address? <laughs> this one. <laughs> Believe it or not, this was not written by Ted Clifford. Mm. Uh, it was written by Edward DiLorenzo, who does another episode of this show, and he wrote for The Wild Wild West and one episode of Miami Vice. Just one episode. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. John Fivehead, red shirt, is doing his job, right? Uh. <clears throat> Ted Clifford. Just just want to mention his name's Ted Clifford because you might not know in the episode that his name's Ted Clifford. Someone might not no. say Ted Clifford to another person who might acknowledge Ted Clifford. So I just want to make sure. I just called him John Fivehead because he had a All very right. large forehead. That happens to say Ted Clifford on it. Just want to make sure people know his name's Ted Clifford. This big orange glowy like shines a light on his big noggin, like right in the middle of his forehead. And he drops his fishing tackle box. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it has like space stuff on it, so, right? You know, it's like space equipment, and he starts just running up to messing with the computer, and like this drum solo starts. It sounds like Whiplash. It's like yeah. Miles, it's like Miles Teller is doing jazz drums in the background because like this guy comes up to stop him and he chokes him out. And it's like it's really great, and then he beats up and strangles Commander Koenig's uh, uh, stunt double. 
Mm-hmm. He's like got to be at least a foot taller than Martin Landau. Every time I see him in this show, I'm like, hey, it's the stunt double. <laughs> and then he looks around and says, help me, and dies. <laughs> How can we help you? We need more people to, to choke out? Do you need more computers to mess with? What's going on? How can we help you? But he does go up to the wall with the little unlabeled keys. They're adding machine keys, right? Because some are tan Something. and some are white. Right? But they're they're color coded. They don't coded. have any. They, yeah, they're color coded. They have no letters or symbols or anything on them. And that guy sure has one hell of a Guam there. Just it's, it's great later because when Helena does the same thing. Spoiler alert for later in the episode. Sorry, <laughs> but it's so obvious. Barbara Bain just like running her fingers up oh, and yeah. down, and they're running it in fast motion. It just looks so bad. It's hilarious. Don't, don't crack a nail. Don't crack a nail. Don't crack a nail. Right, right. After he knocks over the stunt double and, and five head dies, the glowy bit comes back. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets knocked over by the glowy bit, Star yep. Trek style, right? You know, when the bridge and the old Star Trek would shake and stuff. They do a lot of that in the show. And then for some reason, I made a note of this, there were more reaction shots than a J.J. Abrams movie. First of all, the planet looks like it's made of Sunny D. Okay. Yeah. It's like thick. I hear I'm going to date myself. It looks like tang made with way too much tang. It's like got that unnatural orange to it. Mm-hmm. They have like all these reaction shots. And you're like, what? What are they looking at? What are they looking at? And it turns out it's just this glowy, sunny D play. <laughs> <laughs> and I must say, this is a really aggressive ad placement for the Florida orange growers. Right. You know, but it does have an cool. eyeball in the middle of it with like a little brain around. It looks like it, looks yeah. like it could have been an album cover. It looks I was like gonna say, it looks yeah. like a metal album, like Hawkwind or some like <laughs> prog, prog rock, you know? It's like this big open eye. It looks like something like a 12 year old would draw in their notebook, you know? Yeah. Ooh, brains are cool. So are eyeballs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it has a name. It's the planet Triton. And right, it has its right. own tractor beam kind of thing that can, it's small. It's a small planet, smaller than our moon, but it has the power to hold on to it. Right. Using it's the power of Sunny D, it's able to hold on to the moon. It has a big old force field, right? Mm-hmm. They send Carter, of course. Yeah. He-Man Carter. <laughs> He's totally the Captain Kirk of, of Oh, yeah. Like, He's like, oh, I, I want to either punch it or drink with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I love I love that when they're, they're kind of having a powwow about this place, this, this, this weird planet, they're out in space that they don't even know about on, in this show. Like, just uncharted for them, for Earth, whatever, floating around, this weird thing, supernatural planet type thing comes in, makes a guy do something, and then he dies, and they're now in a tractor beam of it, and he goes to Dr. Bergman, he's like, what all do you know about planet Triton? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, how's he getting... (laughs) Hey, hey, human uh, internet. (laughs) Like, what? Like what? Like I just discovered this too, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, Doctor Exposition, what do you know? <laughs> but he doesn't. He's like he doesn't know anything. And they're like, they talk about. I feel like we're being watched, and and it cuts to the eyeball of the planet. Wow. Yeah. Maybe you are being watched by that giant eyeball brain, Sunny D thing over there. <laughs> I just love Carter. Carter's hilarious. You know, he's like, I'm gonna go punch it, roll it, mate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets out into the, into the eagle and someone's watching him and it gets glowy and it gets sent back to moon base alpha, alpha and crash lands in slow motion right but oh yeah yeah this one scene i wish i had the video editing skill to go and take this one scene out because it would it's so cool mm-hmm. the rescue team that goes out to meet carter's crash to eagle 
they have this like excellent disco music behind it. Oh, it is. It is. I put it that it was porn style Wachika Moonwalk music. Yes, it was. Wachika Wow Wow for sure. But it was so funny. The way they're walking is supposedly anti-gravity with like Mm -hmm. the slowed down film and the music just looked cool as hell together. I'm just like, whoa, that's perfect. It's awesome. Like, pass that pipe, man. I want to watch this the right way. (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, this is the guy who wrote the disco version of Star Wars. This is how he parties. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like you said, like it's just uh, Koenig uh, just relishes in heading death's way again. Yes, right. He's always like, "I'll take care of it. I'll do this." Yeah, I'll do that. and Carter and him like, like anytime Carter gets a chance to verbally yeah. spar with Koenig, he, he's going to take it. Always does, absolutely. He, and he never agrees with Koenig, whatever Koenig does. It's, it's like never the right move or never enough. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, uh, "We should go punch him." You know, and Koenig's <laughs> like, "Wait, let's not go punch him right now, Carter." Right. No, I want to punch him with my eagle. <laughs> And Russell goes out in the Wachika moonwalk, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she gets glowy, and then, like, Candy gets hit with space lightning. Yeah. Which is a recurring theme in this show. A lot of people get hit with the space lightning. (laughs) And then there's a whole bunch of weird jump cuts. Yeah. And then they show Helena, and she's, like, wearing church choir robes. Dude, I love this stuff. Like, this dark room. Yeah, yeah. It's like this darkened soundstage with all these, like, disco lights. and and, like trippy. Yeah, it's it's very trippy. I I even wrote trippy, yeah. It's so simple, but effective. Like, I love this. It's just weird and unsettling in a way, and... The way they just use the black space, it's right. it's great. I, I really like that stuff. And the voice with the reverb on it, you know, Doctor Carter. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, yeah. There's, I mean, this is kind of like British sci-fi genre stuff to the max of this era of like sixties right. and seventies. They they relish in this stuff. I mean, I remember a many Avengers episode that has stuff like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just oh, so good. Helen is in this world. That's happening. They're back talking about oh, where oh Helena's gone, and and then they have to mention anytime like, well, is this like what happened to Ted Clifford? Well, what happened to Ted Clifford is this. Oh, we can't believe who the hell said. Oh, wait, the five head guy. Like man, they they would not stop using his name and his full name. They wouldn't just say Clifford or Ted. Ted, It was Ted Clifford, and it was there were people that would be three speakers in a row that would have three sentences in a row that said Ted Clifford. It was, it was insane. And like, it seems like a lot of these episodes have a, have like a red shirt like this. Like they, yeah. we've never seen them before. We're never going to see them after this episode. Obviously. Right. Yeah. They, they tend to do that. Like, Oh, look at random crew member. That's now better looking than the rest. And now important. Like not this guy, right. but <laughs> special guest star crew member. <laughs> yeah. Special guest crew member. And I, I also noticed in this episode, I would like to propose a drinking game for our friends who are going to watch along with us excellent anytime koenig or victor looks out a window oh yeah looks out a window and the one comes up behind the other to talk and looks out the window too yes that's a that's a a, a twofer you gotta get two shots for that one (laughs) i would say start start with beer on that one because if you go with the hard alcohol with that you're gonna be plastered by the time the episode's over but they are always looking out the damn window in the show Go for like a session ale. Too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you, you go. Something, something, yeah, exactly. You might not want to go with the, the vodka or whatever with this with this particular drink. <laughs> that is true. I was because they look out the window every episode at least once. I like. I had the thought because there's like Koenig was like sitting, standing, staring out a window after Helen is gone, and then 
Bergman comes up, and I feel like I was like, I feel like I've seen this happen like <laughs> twice already. But I'm glad I'm not alone in in that that noting thing. So Helena comes back at the door, but she's glowy now. I like the glow behind her, and in the spacesuit, that's some like yeah. cool stuff. And that feels like it doing something. 2001 ish but you know they're not trying to that's just right. what happened there it just worked out that way yeah it just worked out that <laughs> way like this it's keep doing that i was all confused about this because she was like saying she was blind but well, she they, wasn't I blind and... physically i think her analysis was that she was blind but she could see and she was fine that was that was i think the thing they were like but she's not oh, okay and they, so like when confused. they did their at, yeah, when they did their analytics on her, the test came back saying she should be blind, but she was like, I can see. They keep like activating her and making her glowy, and she keeps going mm-hmm. to the computer and, like I said, doing the, the keys up and down. Yeah, just and then they figure, they figure out since they can't fly straight into that planet, they come up with a scheme that, guess who's going over there? It's Koenig. He's, and Carter. He's going to go check it out. And Carter. Right. So they get there. Their, and- their plan. I love their plan. I'm going to go in there and explain to them that they no longer exist. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> evidently, whatever this glowy brain eyeball planet is, it's actually the remnant of a planet that is already gone. Mm, right. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it should have been gone. A, yeah. It should have been gone, or it's some sort of supercomputer intelligence from that planet that doesn't know that its planet is extinct. So Koenig's entire plan is to talk him out of existence. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I was like, how to save money on making a planet, make it be a black void. Here you go. If you have the the dark, empty soundstage, you're going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? And it's funny, like when he tells off the intelligence, it lacks a sort of like commanding feel to it is more just like matter of fact. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like yeah so Some, you don't exist no more and it's something a, else it, that bothered me about that like all right well they they do this like bait and switch where when helena's activated for some reason if they turn off the computer it'll jam their force field mm-hmm. so they can get through to the brain with the eyeball right or whatever yeah so they get off the spaceship and they land in this dark sound stage and they're feeling their way in for, why didn't you bring a damn flashlight you idiot <laughs> It might be dark Space there. is dark. <laughs> Who knew he could bring a flashlight? He's literally, <laughs> they literally show Martin Landau and the guy who plays Alan Carter with their arms out in front of them because they right. can't see anything. Where are we going? <laughs> Flashlights. Oh, gosh. Thank and, you, future people. <laughs> yeah. But the way he like, does it, too, is like he shows him star maps. He's Here's like, a slide. Here's a slide of this of this galaxy. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Is this right? And then eventually, it's like when they made the androids blow up on Star Trek. Like yeah. it just gets confused and blows everything up. <laughs> <laughs> the music builds with it. Like I feel like I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be watching. Like you know, you know, Shatner could pull this off. Like you know that. You, yeah, like, but Koenig is so. You know what? Martin Landau is a good actor, but man, yeah. he's just not the commanding presence for this like he's the most he gives the most uninspired speeches like yeah. attention well, he, alpha yeah, it's just like no not you well, the me. thing is he lives on alpha but he's not alpha like yeah. that's that's <laughs> that's pretty pretty clear <laughs> but like you, you like you were saying with this episode when he goes in he's like okay my plan is gonna explain to them that they, they no longer exist so he goes in he's like okay this is Triton's galaxy do you acknowledge? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> this is Trident Star System, dude. And and none of these these like slides look like anything except for just astronomical random space. It's not like they're actually showing a picture of a planet or anything. It's just right. like a random astronomical like background slide or something. <laughs> by the time he gets to the fifth one, the brain with the eyeball in the middle is ready to blow himself up. I'm like, this was not convincing at all. You're gonna destroy yourself over this? <laughs> Oh man, oh, he's not man. exactly Clarence Darrow making his case there, you know. I mean, right, and then when they get back to the ship, and there's the the good pondering of all that knowledge, and yet perhaps knowledge isn't the answer after all. And Decana <laughs> goes, "Then what is?" And that's our and like freeze look frame out ending. <laughs> like, oh well, think about this for the next week, folks. Indeed. That philosophical bent while at seventy sci-fi. Yeah. Know? I mean, how many times in Star Trek did they meet God? You know? Right, yeah. Yeah. And this, again, this reminds me of that Star Trek episode where they, I think it was Mud's Women, where they talked the androids into blowing themselves up because they give them a simple logic problem or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, I lie, but I never tell the truth. But if you lie, then you never tell the truth. Then, you know, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like the same thing, but with Landau doing it much, much less effectively here. So, like, yeah, so that one... And then that one, so like you, you agree yeah. with this, right? Yes, uh-huh. you agree. So, Do you agree? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, okay, well, you're gone, you don't right? exist. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing here? You're not supposed to. Oh, goodbye. I guess you don't exist then. Okay, bye. That'll do it for another moon buggy adventure. Till next time, Jim. What's going on with you around the web? You can catch me on Nothing's On weekly. Uh, we put out episodes every Monday. It's our knuckleheaded look at the entertainment news of the week with myself and professional comedian Donnie Salvo. You can catch me on the Walking Dead TV podcast with the premiere of the new episode coming out. And that's about it right now. Thanks. All right. You can find my written work at whysoblue.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. There's more from the Brandon Peters show this week, but from Old Space. Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.
You got any more for this one? No, I think that's, that's all I have. I have everything blows up the end. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Perfect. 